Okay, so I'm just realizing why things got so crazy like this morning. Um, as I've said, the prophecy is being fulfilled and usually things get crazy like this when when I start narrowing down and tracking down these demons. When I start tracking down these demons, they wanna fight they, they always wanna fight a flesh and blood battle. They come out of the blue and they start trying to torture my mind and they start trying to attack different people around me. They'll attack my family. They'll attack the people I love. They'll attack people, period. They'll attack my faith in God. They'll do whatever that they can in order to somehow preserve their, you know, demonic territory. But, um, oh my gosh, so disgusting. So disgusting. So I saw, oh my gosh, it was like a little onion bloom. It looked like like a blooming onion from like Applebee's suffer didn't look good at all. And it was like seeds, like there were seeds. Oh my gosh, so disgusting. And they would shake. Oh my gosh. And like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I usually don't react like this, but like, I'm just like crawling. I'm crawling right now. So um, something with my mother, but my mother's going to be fine. But, um, um, they shake, they shake. And I'm like, not trying to hatch them. One in the middle started to hatch. And, um, oh my gosh, I keep hearing my babies are, these babies are, they're they're her babies. uh, So disgusting. And I keep seeing these signs, like these witchcraft signs. I saw like a Y with a, with a, with a line through it. And I saw like a um Pisces sign. Except for it didn't have the two lines in the middle. It just was like uh Pisces, like like the two like um like two like a, a, a the smile from like a smiley face without the without the the um eyes like upside down and a frown and a smile, just like the half circles. And um I know that that's a sign of witchcraft. I've seen it before. And um, I hear buzzing. Like, it's so disgusting. I hear buzzing. Like, and it's so aggressive. And it's so demonic. And it's like, that's where the beehive thing comes from. But you know what? I've I was reading Psalms. I was listening to Psalms. And the Bible says that, you know something about bees and buzzing so you know there are different things in the bible about these things but i don't know what this is i saw flesh like inside of a flesh body i saw three eyeballs usually i see teeth this time i see three eyeballs poking out and um i think i heard myself repeat something like she put her three demons inside of me in order to keep me from fulfilling this prophecy. Um, I know that there are demons in my body. I feel them moving. They're even in my head. They're in my arms. They're in my legs. They're in my stomach. They're in my, you know, womb. Like, they're in my, my, my vagina. They're in my body. They're everywhere. And, like, um, I see demonic bugs. I saw, like, a centipede type bug crawling up against crawling up towards me they always crawl after me if i'm not fighting 
and I will start praising the Lord and they'll all scatter. They're like so many different creatures that they have after me spiritually. I'm not afraid of them, but they have put a demon of fear in my heart to keep me from fighting them fully. Um, they have put so many demons over me. I've, I just saw like, when I was younger, the Lord used to always say, X marks the spot, X marks the spot. He used to always say something about that. I saw X right on my stomach, and it was like, X marked the spot. And I felt like they put like this demon on my body, like right underneath my chest, on my on my abdomen. It's a demon, like wrapped right there. And there's like snakes crawling through my neck and my ears and my arms. And they're like crawling through my body. They're putting so many different demons on me because they're trying to keep me from fulfilling the prophecy of killing this demon, which they're all trying to help. You know, well, they're being controlled. She has control over millions of people, a false sense of power. But, you know, I am fighting her, you know, and um, they keep trying to get me to you know, sell my soul or take a contract or take a deal. But I just don't listen. I won't, I won't go for it. And, you know, um, I saw somebody, you know, show me an image of like eating. They kept putting their, putting their hands in their mouth, like eating, eating, eating. And I was like, what, eating your words, eating your words or something like that. That's what I thought I was, they were saying like they were mocking me, like you're eating your words, you're eating your words. Like, I just had to take back everything I ever said, but I knew that wasn't important because I said, you know, a lot of this I'm not saying, a lot of this I don't feel, a lot of this is not me. I'm not the one. They are trying to fight, they're trying to fight this battle of flesh and blood, so they're trying to humiliate me and make me feel like it's me, so that I'll doubt myself and then they'll have a better chance of surviving, which they won't. So... I think when they're saying eating, what they're saying is I'm eating these demons. I'm eating her babies. I'm eating these snake babies. Like, I'm eating Leviathan. I'm eating these demons. I eat them. And the Bible says, you know, the Lord breaketh up Leviathan and give him, breaketh him up in pieces and give him to people in the wilderness. So we are in a wilderness right now. We're fighting, you know, these demons. We're fighting Satan. The Bible says that Satan will um, fight and conquer the saints before Jesus' return. We're fighting Satan in the wilderness right now. And I'm eating him. Like, I'm eating these things. We're eating them to, to for sustenance. And um, it's so disgusting. But these, these revelations usually come the morning after uh, really bad nights. And the Bible says... Weeping may and weeping may you may endure weeping, but um joy comes in the morning and it's morning time and it's it's just I'm like I feel the joy coming. I feel it. And they're doing so much, they're doing they have so many plans, they have so many things set in order which it's become difficult for me to kind of like break through and break free. And they almost even have like my, my mind pinned to where I can't break through and fight. And I felt something. I felt like, like a push or 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 something like that. Like somebody were started fighting. 
And I try my best to focus on God so I can keep them from fighting because I know they want my people to start fighting right now. They want us to start, you know, breaking focus off of God. They want us to start, you know, being, they want to start dividing us so that they can easily conquer us, you know, more easily conquer us. And, um, oh my gosh, like... (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, like, it'll feel like something is everything but the real meat of it. God has them nowhere near it. Like, what Jesus really is trying to do, what he's really working on, they are nowhere near it. They're over here trying to humiliate me and bully me and abuse me about rape. And the whole time he has me attacking these snake babies to keep them from hatching in America. This is like Jesus is so he's everything he's everything he's everything like they're doing everything to give me to turn off the Bible stop listening to his word his word fights strong demons they're trying to get me to turn off the gospel worship is the best sacrifice they are trying to excuse me the best offering they are trying to get me to stop focusing on the Lord so that they can survive. I can feel myself in the spirit slashing at these bees that have hatched like with a sword, like with speed, lightning, power and force. And I'm just attacking them off of my mother like. This is like. It's so disgusting. The creatures you see in the spirit, like demons, they are so disgusting. Like, I cannot stress this enough. You need the Lord. You need Jesus to fight your battles. You can't do this alone. You will think that these things are your friends. You will think that they are for you. They are sent to steal, kill, and destroy. They do not care for you. They're not your friends. They are deceptive. You can be saved. You will be saved. If you call on the name of Jesus Christ, no matter what it looks like or feels like, have faith. Don't doubt in him. Choose him over everything. Don't worry. Oh, my gosh. I cannot stress this enough. I want to cry so bad because, like, there are children involved. Children are being harmed. And, like, I'm just stressing so much. Like, the kids, the kids, Lord, please let me help the kids. Please don't let the kids have to go through so much. They're just kids, and, like, the the whole time, it's just a distraction. They want me to, you know, give up. They want me to give up on God. They want me to let go, but it's too late for them. It's too late for them. It wouldn't matter what they made me do right now. It's too late. You know, this prophecy is being fulfilled. The Lord is doing what what he sent me here to do through me as a vessel, and it's all by his power alone. Because when I'm fighting and I feel so weak and I feel so beat up and I feel like they have gotten the best of me, like I'm failing God, I'm disappointing him, I'm losing. These things are happening. I'm tracking down these demons in the spirit. I am, you know, preventing hatching, hatchlings of demons that are going to attack the saints, that are going to attack God's children. 
the Bible says locusts. There will be there will be like locusts. They will have the face face of men, but the bodies will be like locusts. You know, ugh. These pests, these demonic pests, they they hang around in my room. They hang on walls and in corners. They crawl up on me. They attack me. I start to pray and they scatter. They fly all around me. They be they're flying. I see like an angel type light slashing things out of this out of the the just the clear air. Like somebody just an hour ago came into my room and was like shh, and I'm like I know that they I keep they keep telling me to be quiet and I'm trying to be quiet. It's not me talking. It's not me forcing me to talk. You know, it's the demons, the demons, the 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 control that they have over the people around me. They are being controlled to keep me talking because some like maybe it's a distraction. It's the best distraction that they have. As I said, they fight flesh and blood battles. You have to fight in the spirit. And the only way to fight is to forgive, is to love, is to stay in God's presence. You have to follow the laws of the Bible. These things, these things, oh my gosh, like, like a hundred, like not even hundreds, like maybe tens of them, tens of them, but I'm sure it's more. It was just one of them. It was like a flower, but it didn't look like a pretty flower. Like they're just, they shake and they hatch and like these things, these demons will send these things on you and it will hatch on you, hatch in you. Like, they try to put them on my mother because my mother is helping me fight. She's helping me. My family is helping me. They try to give me an attack, my family. I think maybe NBA Youngboy is helping to try to give me an attack, NBA Youngboy. Marcus Rogers was helping. I think LeBron James was helping, I think. His family may have been helping, I think. They try to get me to attack his family. Maybe Chris Brown was helping. They try to get me to attack Chris Brown. Anyone they try to get me to attack, I think that they're helping. They try to get me to attack Whoopi Goldberg. I think she's helping. She said, I saw you. I saw you in your armor. The Bible says, "Say, stay fully armored up in the word of God and righteousness and truth. Be obedient, be obedient, be obedient, be obedient. Choose Jesus. Choose the Lord. They are attacking me. They're attacking my family. They're attacking God's people. Oh, it's so sick. I just want to cry because I'm being released. I feel freedom. Weeping may endure, but joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. I'm starting to feel that, like, so many nights now, joy comes in the morning. The Lord loves you. He loves you. He's here for you. He's fighting for you. You know? They they said something like, um, 
they said something about Jesus, something, something, something with Jesus. And I said, you're a lie because if Jesus was here and if Jesus was, if Jesus is present, you don't speak, you run. You are nowhere near him when he's present. These demons tremble at the name of God. They will not be in attendance if he is here in attendance. They run. They flee. You know, oh my gosh. And I heard, I heard, I heard um, myself, I, I spoke, I said, I don't know if it was me, but it was like I said something like, um, I was doing that for you, I was fighting for you, but um, But because of because of me because of the arguing, I heard him. I heard him and said, "I could have saved your life. I could have kept you. I could have fought the demon on you that was 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 causing the depression that made you ultimately commit suicide. But I was too busy arguing with you. I think I was talking to the woman that I I lived with when I first moved here to Houston." She's been around lately, and she's been trying to wake me up. She's been fighting, sort of. She's been trying to help. She's been trying to show me things. She showed up, and she was um, She was in the home, and my mother, you know, was right there. She didn't say a word. My mother didn't say a word. But I stood there, and I said, Mom, you have to ask my mother, can you stay here, or something like that. And I think maybe she was trying to show me something, and then, you know, she kind of showed me different things concerning my dad and my sister, but I knew that I had to fight these things off. I had to fight these things because it's not my family. It's not them. Satan is trying to control them in order to deceive me, you know, to turn against them. I'm fighting for them. I have to keep fighting for them. I can't lose sight of the fact that we're a family forever, and God would not want for me to give up on them. No matter what they do, no matter what's going on, he would not want me to give up on them. But I keep hearing a beast surrounding my mother. They cause my family to fight each other. They cause them to, you know, reject me and to hurt me so that I will, you know, not fight as hard for them. When they're fighting for me, when they get close to me, when they show love towards me, they cause them to show hate instead because maybe the love is the real power. I can't blame them if they're being used because I lose sight of this as well and I have to be reminded. So I kind of have to stay away from them. But the Lord, the Lord, he will judge. He will render justice, you know.
I hear the bees buzzing around my sister. Sounds like some sort of sexual ritual. It's disgusting, but I'm gonna I'm gonna fight as hard as I can. I can't let this distract me. I can't let this distract me. I don't know what this B thing is meaning, but, you know, Beyonce has been in in attendance lately, and, you know, she called her fans a beehive. And I said that last time, but the Lord showed me scripture about bees and beehives. And I have to find it, but um, maybe I'm accusing her unjustly or wrongly, and I don't want to make accusations that I'm not sure of, but... I just heard, like, yes, Beyonce is a demon. I feel that I saw her sit back with this, like, crown, like, this, like, demonic crown, sit back in some sort of, like, the round chair or something like that. And she sort of just got kind of comfortable or something. But I think I even saw the wicked judge, and he was looking, like, he knew he was going to have to make a decision. And I hear these different individuals around me, they're being riled up. I think I even heard this man speak like he's involved as well. I saw the most demonic thing happen. I saw this man and I think, I don't know, it could have been my brother. His head was shaped like my brother, but I don't know if it was my brother. But I saw and he was doing this crazy dance. Like this crazy dance. It looked like some sort of spiritual, ritualistic type dance. And he was going so fast and it was so demonic and he was dark. And I knew there was somebody I cared for. I knew it was somebody I loved. And they were using him to do this dance and it was going so fast and he was just doing it over and over again. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it's me, I'm weak. I'm weak. If I were stronger, maybe I could prevent a lot of these things, even though there's there's small things they're not able to these are small things that are being that can be changed because the prophecy can be changed, but these things I just I just want I don't want anybody to be caught in a crossfire in this, but we'll be okay. I know we will in the Lord. When I feel like I'm losing the most, when I feel like I'm sick, when I feel like I can't move, when I feel like I'm defeated, the Lord, he He gives me his strength. I'm made strong in my weaknesses because of Jesus Christ. Yes, Jesus Christ is sent Messiah, Son of God, ruler of the universe, Prince of Peace, mediator between God and man Jesus Christ he is he is real he exists he is alive he died he conquered death and he was resurrected three days later and I was listening to this song and this and this woman said you may oh death behave and when he said when she said that I just felt Jesus like you hear me Because death, the angel of death has been involved lately. 
with trying to get me to take some sort of contract. I seen this symbol on my wall was just like the axe or the the staff that he carries with the the hook. It's not really a hook. It's like a um just like a knife and axe or something. It looks like an axe or something. But um I saw it and it had a door on it. It had a door opening on it. Like he's 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 somehow opening a door offering a door or window through his staff and I never would take or negotiate with any agent of darkness you know though I know that the Lord sees death as you know well he's a spirit but his explanation is that you know the Lord has given him this job because he sees death as necessary and beautiful not just you know sad you know a sad thing and that is true about God the Bible says in Job that um God explained to Job about the this animal and I forget the name but it starts with a B I think behemoth behemoth or something and um, this animal, it is strong and it is fierce. And this animal, it can kill you. But it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful and necessary. And it was God's way of explaining that the good times and the bad times, there's no good without the bad because the bad is necessary and beautiful. Like it's a balance and you have both. And I and I just that stuck with me because I knew that 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 was just you know it was two beasts that the Lord you know introduced, but I it stuck with me because I knew that the Lord was talking to me. He was trying to get me to see that like you have to embrace the bad more than the good because it's both beautiful and necessary. Yes, you are found blameless. You're found blameless, much like Job. But you you cannot question or doubt God's goodness because of the bad times. Sometimes he'll allow Satan to touch everything because he knows you are his most loyal and faithful servant. And that you cannot be snatched from him. And he shows his power through you as a vessel. He rewards you double everything you've lost. And so it's such a beautiful story. Everybody loves the story of Job. A lot of us have to go through it. Like, what did I do? I was innocent. I did nothing. But you have to have the good and the bad in life. It's both beautiful and necessary. Just like the beast that the Lord explained and, and, and described. So, this beast, it looks sort of like a rhinoceros. It has a horn like a rhinoceros, but it has feet like a a tiger or a lion or something but it has a body like a cow it's like all mixed you know animals and I think it's called the behemoth if I'm not mistaken I'll put it in the link in the scripture I'll put it in the description but um these beasts these beasts these beasts they are beautiful and necessary like God said fierce strong and can kill you but beautiful and necessary 
And we must appreciate all that God has given us, everything that he gives us. We have to be grateful for. We have to just wake up and thank him. And after I I put, after I was, you know, putting, after I was naming this episode, the Lord put thank. I saw him put thank. So he wants me to thank him. He wants me to thank him. And I'm thankful. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I thank you for for covering my family. You said no illness will befall anyone near my camp. And And he just reminded me of that hours ago. And I think he's making a point. He's making a point. No one has, no one is harmed. No one is harmed that is attached to me, associated with me in any way. No one will be harmed. They will not be able to touch them. Jesus has kept them. And it's such a wonderful, wonderful thing when because of your faithfulness and theirs, but because of your faithfulness, the Lord won't allow anyone to touch your camp because you are anointed to your favor. Everybody around you is covered by your prayers because of God, because you are a vessel. Because I know that they 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 seek to harm me in any way. They, they oftentimes try to get me to attack the people I love. They want to attack everybody around, anybody. I watch a movie and I just, you know, find some sort of connection or feel that the Lord is speaking through a certain character or actor or thing. <laughs> Excuse me. And he covers them too. He's so great. He's so great. We're going to be okay. Hours ago, I seen I seen my father delivered of a big demon that tried to kill me. They tried to use my father to kill me. Right before he reached me, right before he got to my face, like he was this close to my face, I felt the spirit about to just kill me. God pulled it right off of him, and he went back to normal. I think death, that was death. Death tried to take me. But God wouldn't let him. And that's what he means when he says he made old death behave. Like, he conquered death. He conquered death. Jesus conquered death. He crushed the head of Satan. And he conquered death. He rose three days later. He is alive and well. And I just, I was also reminded of this movie, God is not dead. God is not dead. And I always thought that title was so sketchy because who would ever believe that God could die? But also with slang, when people say, oh, that's dead, that's dead. You know, I thought that it was like maybe something. I mean, I don't know. I thought it was kind of catchy a little. But God is not dead. He just pointed that out to me. That movie, God is not dead. 
God is not dead. He's alive and well. He reigns. And I'm about to worship him through worship music. And I'm about to thank him for this joy that came this morning. And I'm about to pray and continue to pray. He has given me such a power and I'm not oftentimes grateful enough. I mean, I am. I know that this isn't me that oftentimes complains or worries because the Lord took worry away from me years ago. I don't worry. I don't regret. And I don't operate in unforgiveness. He gave me forgiveness years ago. The Lord is giving me all these things. This is not me. It's not me that worries and doubts and fears. I've seen myself spiritually. I don't doubt him. I trust him. I'm confident in him. I love him. I don't argue. I'm not vain or prideful or arrogant. I'm 100% obedient to him. I am perfect. Perfect. He's made me perfect. This is not me. That runs back to sin, that complains, that worries, that cries, that fights, that argues, that doubts, that does that isn't grateful enough. I wake up in the morning and I see my real self spiritually, and I am not this worried, unsure individual like I wake up in the morning, I've heard it, I was like Soon as I even, soon as my mind turns on in the morning, thank you, God, for another day. Thank you, God, for another day. I'm in his presence, and I'm thanking him. And I feel that Whoopi Goldberg said to me, I saw you kneeling in your armor before God. I saw you. But everybody's like, like they always do this sound like when I hear the demons in my body because like they're in my body fighting for room like it's it's crazy but this happens this is real you know do not fornicate do not participate in sexual immorality you know do not have sex before marriage be careful who you mate with It's real, but the Lord has already promised me a new glorified body. And I have nothing to worry about. I don't have to feel bad or ashamed of my sin. I'm forgiven. I'm free. These chains are being broken. And Jesus just told me like yesterday or the day before, this snake is coming out. Your mom is being freed. Things are going to work out. And I was like, I wasn't hurt, but like, I just heard him say, I want to kill this bee. I know you want to kill her too. And I was going to be upset about it, but then I realized. Come on out. God has already spoken over this individual and God has already delivered this individual. I can't, I can't, I can't let it affect me. Everybody tried, it start, I started to feel like different individuals were around me trying to make me feel like, um, 
You are hated. You are disliked. Nobody likes you. Nobody cares about you. Everybody tried to kill you. Nobody, you know, is fighting for you. Nobody is your... You don't have friends. You don't have friends. You don't have people who care about you. Anything like that. And, like, I, even though I said, you know, God does. Jesus cares about me. Jesus loves me. But I hear him fighting. I can't believe Satan. I can hear them fighting. And just like Satan tries to get me to attack people, he tries to use them as well. I have to see through it. But I kept hearing my, feeling my ear twitch. And it kept feeling like they were almost saying, um, they have your ear. They have your ear in a demonic realm. They're lying in your ear. They they take my ear to the demonic realm and they just whisper lies into it for hours, days on end. And I have to fight to be in God's presence and pray and worship. But I turned on the Bible and I turned on worship music like yesterday or the day before. And I felt things start breaking in the spirit. And I was like, God, you just don't quit. You are always the same. You don't change. You are constant. You are the constant that I need. You are you are just the constant that I cannot live without. And I and I try and I heard them trying to say like um they tried to say like um get out the way and let a man handle it. You know, and I said, I can't do it without God. It's not that I don't, I can't stand this, you know, have a man do it. It's that, you know, it's, it's, it's attached to my destiny. I can't change my destiny and I can't do it without God. I can't live without God. I need him. I need him. And I just curled up in a ball and I just thought about like, I just need God. I can't do it without him. And I think he I think he defends me. He defends me. When I think he's ignoring me, when I think he's staying away from me, when I think he doesn't, he's disappointed in me that I'm failing him. He's defending me. Now yes, I have work to do. This it's not gonna get done on its own. But the Lord defends me, protects me. He keeps me. I'm favored. I heard the, the the YouTube say, when you are favored, or I was just favored, or something, and, and the Lord, you know, he made that bar stick out to me. And I'm like, I know that's you, Jesus. You're saying I'm favored. I love you. I love you. I love you because I don't deserve you. And, you know, you see me as worthy anyways. You are worthy to be praised. No one could ever ever amount to what Jesus is to everybody and I stress and I think to myself God you're giving me so much responsibility I fail you and he's showing me I haven't failed him I say I mess up I run back to the cigarettes and drinks and they weaken me when I could be stronger and I could be helping and I could be being a better representative for you. 
and God, he just, you know, he favors me. People mock and they laugh. But God, he's laughing with me, not at me. I love him. After that Beyonce um, episode, which I want to be honest, the Lord kind of sort of tried to lead me away from even speaking on these things. Because these are politics, essentially. But um, after that, I got off of there and I felt like, oh my gosh, she's crying. We're bullying her. But like, God straightened it up. He was like, no, no. You need to be careful with your words and be careful with judging people, but you are not bullying anybody by speaking the truth, oh God. If they feel convicted, that's that's one thing, but you are not bullying them. They, we are not bullies. God's children, we're not bullies except to demons, except to these demonic authorities in hell. We bully, we torture them, yes, by worshiping and praising the Lord and showing love and caring and abiding by God's laws. They are tortured and bullied by that, absolutely. But we are not bullies. But um and I wanted to get caught up. I wanted to get caught up in what the world thought of me. I wanted to care. That they were laughing at me, that they were judging me, that they were feeling, they were saying all kinds of things about me. I wanted to care. The Lord said, focus on me. Focus on me. So I fought to focus on him and it felt weird. And I knew something was up. Because when I'm fighting to be in God's presence and all of a sudden it's like way harder than usual. I know something's up. But the Lord allows me to call spirits off of people in the spirit. Like, I will hear it. Outside, I will hear people. I will hear them coming off of people. It's not them. They didn't necessarily go to it or run to it, but they're sending them on people. And I'll hear them come off like, ah, like a scream, a screech. And it's this one girl in my neighborhood, this little girl I hear like every other day. And his demons come off her. And it doesn't mean that she naturally gravitates towards him. But I think that she is being faithful and she's staying up on what God is doing right now. And she's been called. And so the demons attack her for helping, I think. And she's so, I think she's brave. I think she's brave. I think she's strong because... She's still fighting, and this is tough. This is tough. People judge, people mock, people laugh, people don't take God seriously. People try and stray you. Demons attack. But I think she's helping, and I think like every single time I go to fight demons off her, they just come right off, you know, because she's fighting. But I heard different things. Like I heard sound like my brother. He screamed out, he screeched out, and I was going to be worried, but I knew it was a good thing. 
because the Bible says, pray that, you know, pray that these people be delivered unto Satan so that they may be saved in the day of the Lord. So sometimes you'll be delivered to Satan, you know, so you can deal with the consequences of your sin. So you can see who Satan really is. He's not your friend. He's not your buddy. He's not here to do anything but still kill and destroy. He jump at the opportunity to torture you. And when you realize who he really is, you run to God. And it's necessary. It's, it's wonderful. I don't even want to get off the podcast right now. I feel like the Lord may be introducing different words right now. He might be saying something to me. And I feel like maybe Satan wants me to get off and so I can, then I'll remember what he's trying to say. And Wesley Snipes was helping like a week ago, a couple weeks ago. He showed up. And he helped me with my sister. And me too. Like he's not he was not being a yes man. He was telling me about myself as well. It's like you're not always, you know, innocent. Sometimes you start stuff. And I've always heard that my whole life. Like I start stuff sometimes. But I'm just going I'm not I'm not gonna deny I'm not gonna deny it. I'm just, because I'm working on myself, I know I have work to do. I'm just going to say that I believe God about me. I'm going to find my identity in Christ. That doesn't mean that they're lying, that that's not what they perceive. It just means that I don't, I'm not going to accept that version of myself as true. It's not me. The real me is in God. And the real me, you know, isn't you know, argumentative or full of attitude, negative attitude or um, spiteful or resentful or miserable, unfulfilled or, or unhappy. My, the real me is not disobedient or sinful. You know, the real me, I've seen her. She's perfect. So that's, you know, of course, these things I'm working on, but that's just me. I'm going to accept the version of myself that the Lord has shown me so that I can become more like her every day. I don't want to dwell on the negativity. That's not me denying it. I'm just going to speak life. But, um, yeah, you know, like it was some things that, like, that they were saying about, you know, like dark skins, like the, 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 negative connotations concerning dark skins but um honestly like I, I just I feel like it's been brought into perspective within these last three days I had this vision where it's like it's shown like how people's how people may see my attitude from another perspective and I've been trying to work on that because the Lord even checked me he said I was trying to tempt him and I didn't I had no I had no idea that I was doing it so a lot of times we just can't see certain things about ourselves but that's why Jesus is here to heal you and so maybe I do have like maybe negative connotations or attitudes or views towards dark skins and that's what people are talking about 
but I don't do it intentionally. And personally, growing up, I don't feel like I was a dark-skinned bully. But as I said, I used to always say, well, I'm not like them. They're bad. They're worse. But you may be, you know, just as bad, if not worse. Some people sound worse because I pretend as if I don't feel that way when I do. But, um... Like, I can't help that society and TV kind of forces this image on your throat that dark skins are ugly, you know? And I don't really necessarily feel that way. And I'm trying to tear down these different things in my mind, feeling as if light skin is superior. Because it still amazes me when I see old school movies. And back in slave days, light skinned girls were rejected because of their mixed blood with white people and, and um, slave masters. It it amazes me because, like, that's just not how it is. But that also goes to show you, you know, the mind control. Like, not even mind control, but just the, the learned behaviors. Like, learned behaviors and just the conditioning. Conditioning of the mind. I mean... I never, I'm I'm going to be honest, like, I'm going to be honest and not trying to be racist or rude, but when I used to look at magazines, I used to see the white people in the dresses as the models. I never used to be like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. I used to be like, you know, I don't, it's not that I don't think she's beautiful. It's just that I don't see anything wow and amazing about that. So why is this always a standard for beauty? You know, it's not that I didn't see beauty throughout my days I just never got it and so now I still don't feel that way so I I just I can't even really see that I even discriminate against dark skins because I really don't feel that way but it is conditioned it's conditioned to our minds that light skin is superior dark skin is inferior I'm tearing those different things down it's learned behaviors that's that's hate that's taught I'm tearing these different things down in my heart and I feel that I'm held to Sometimes I feel like people are harsher on me because I am trying to. I'm trying. So, you know, something I also noticed, and this is not to be a know-it-all, but something I've also noticed is that oftentimes when you are actually trying, when you are actually trying to make the difference or trying to unlearn learn behaviors, try not to be as hateful or as conditioned, People will hold you to it, you know, people will be harsher on you. But I think what that is, the indication that they feel that there's hope in you and they're fighting for you. Because if they don't care or they don't say anything about it, then that means that, you know, they don't feel that you're worth it possibly. So maybe when people are harsh on you or they're, they're you know, they, they point you out. It's because they have hope in you. They feel that you're worth fighting for, that you can, you have hope. Because I noticed it. I said, there's people who are just so horrible. They're like, blacky, 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 and all sorts of stuff. I don't do stuff like that. I really think that, um, I really think that there's, there's still dark-skinned, beautiful people. Like, not still dark-skinned, beautiful people, of course. But it's like, I think that, you know, personally, when it comes to, Guys, I don't automatically assume I'm going to be chosen over a dark skin just because I'm lighter. You know, I've dealt, I've dealt with in life wanting to be more light skin or more f- 
fair skin with like straighter hair and different things like that. But, you know, I overcame those things because the Lord told me I was beautiful and someone would be lucky to have me. You just have to believe it when someone says it to you. Because also at the same time, you have to take responsibility. You have to believe that already. Because I've met so many people who are like darker skinned. And you'll never have to tell them nothing about how they look. They're confident. They're like, you know, maybe they do still battle these things and go through the, like, discrimination. But, you know, you say you look good. But I know. Like, you just have to be confident. You have to trust that. You have to believe it. So maybe, you know. And, and I'm going to be honest. Coming down here, down south, it's worse. Well, it seems like it's worse. It's really not worse anywhere it's really the same but down south it seemed like when I got down here everybody wanted to say I look better than my sister and I think that may have been because I was fair-skinned but when when I was up north you know a lot of times people say she looked better than me other times they say we just look alike we look just alike it's no difference like we look like twins I hear I would hear that all the time but now all of a sudden you know she's uglier because she's darker she only like two shades darker if that a half a shade or a shade and a half darker than me and all of a sudden she's the ugly one that don't even make sense like we both look just like my mother and a lot of people say we look like twins so i know where that came from and she did get a lot of attention people used to think no people think she's beautiful you know it's just I think maybe in the area people are more you know outspoken about discrimination against darker skin women and men but um I I don't want to I don't want to go down that route I don't want to feel that way I want to embrace I want to embrace you know everything and I was just in the tub like a few days ago not TMI hopefully it's not TMI but I was just in the tub and I was just thinking to myself now if I was a dark skin darker skinned woman and I looked exactly the same I'd still be beautiful so I don't get that like I don't I don't feel like I really discriminate against darker skinned people but maybe I still do in a way and I just don't realize it or notice it but that's what I'm saying I've been coming to that realization a little bit more lately but I've already known that that's why I started to look into where we came from and who we really are and the Lord started revealing to me the different things about our genes and our genealogy and how Jesus is black how God is black God is dark skinned but he's beautiful but sometimes I mean I think for a second I even thought to myself God is dark skin man I thought I wish God was white like Santa Claus you know maybe I even thought he was ugly I look God in his face God didn't move he didn't twitch he didn't he didn't show any form of being affected by anything I said at all because he knows that it's not me it's not us it's not who we are you can never look at someone with lust. When you look at someone with lust, you've already committed sin in your heart. So you're not even supposed to be judging people's looks. It's about their character. And the Bible says there was nothing attractive about Jesus' appearances. You know, 
There was nothing about attractive about him in his appearance. It was all his character and the way that he carried himself. Jesus was loving. He was full of love. He was non-judgmental. He was caring. He was, you know, Jesus. It was he was so attractive because of who he is inside. The Bible says beauty is vain. So it's never about looks. And that's I know that Satan tries to attack a lot of people with that, like on a daily, you know. But another thing I want to, you know, another thing that I want to bring up really quick for this is over. That when dark skins are in style, light skins are like, everybody likes dark skins. They think we're ugly and they're, they're hating on dark skins. When light skins are style, dark skins are like, everybody likes light skins and think we're ugly and they're hating on light skins. When thin is in style everybody's all the thick girls are like everybody likes thin and they think we're uh, they think we're fat and then when thick is in style then it's like everybody likes thick and they think that we're bony like we have to cut through we got to cut through the 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 conditioning it's conditioning and it's naturally just always going to be like that in five years if dark skin skinny come back in style you know everybody's going to be tired of light-skinned thick women and light-skinned thick women are going to be like you know everybody likes dark skin skinny you know we get no love like you have to find your beauty and who you are so but outside of that the eyes always the eyes because the the you know, the Lord pointed out my eyes said, he said, such beautiful eyes. I never understood why such beautiful eyes were one to die. That's what he said to me. Cause I used to, I just wish death on myself my whole life, but it wasn't me. It was the spirit that's been trying to attack me ever since I was young. So it was like a secular song he made for me. And, um, you know, I realized like throughout my life, so many people will always say, Fall in love with their eyes because when their face droops and they get old and the beauty is not even there anymore and it doesn't count for anything, the eyes are still just as beautiful as when you first met them. So it's never about looks. They're just temporary. But, um, I don't know. I, maybe I just feel like it was necessary to talk about this really quick. You know, maybe even brought up in conversation, different things going on you know I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like be funny or anything like that everybody always thinks I'm funny trying to be funny when I say dark skinned women are beautiful everyone thinks I'm being funny but really what I'm saying and trying to get people to understand is that our skin the way it is is how it's supposed to be and we're beautiful and whatever skin tone that we come in, black, white, light skin, dark skin, red, yellow, pink, whatever color you are, you're beautiful. And God loves you exactly how you are. He made you perfect in his image. And it's only one you. So embrace it. Be happy. And never feel like somebody has some sort of advantage over you because of looks, because it means nothing. And ultimately, it's not going to come down to them looking better than you, but your attitude and perspective towards it is what's going to either attract or 
repel individuals. That's what I think.